Hi, we are relationship specialists, Dan and Carol Oler. Thanks for joining us for our podcast series called Relationships by Design. We're curious, are you in the ready position? You might be thinking, what the heck is that? Mm -mm. Well, in our minds, it's about letting go of expectations and being prepared for anything. The beautiful thing is that this leads to increased focus, adaptability, peace, joy, and happiness. But of course, you wouldn't want any of that, would you? (laughs) We invite you to grab a coffee, tea, or water and join us. I was intrigued with the book that we were reading where that gentleman was in very, it was very intensive physical, mental, emotional, spiritual training. And his mentor made that comment, expect nothing, but be prepared for anything. Yeah, that certainly has me pondering in a lot of places right now. And I was thinking about expect nothing. Is that like lowering my bar or what's that about? And then I realized it's it's in relation to what's going on outside of me, whether that's another person or environment. I can't have expectations of you or what you're going to do because I don't have any control over that. So it's really about have no expectations of those things outside of control, but to be prepared for whatever happens to come mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And I was thinking about the definition, you know, what exactly are expectations? You know, what does that mean? So we went to the the Webster's Dictionary online and what I don't remember what we found. The definition of expectation is if something happens, then I'll be happy. Or if something else happens, then I'll be sad. Or if, but it's a strong belief that something will happen. And oftentimes something outside of me. I think that's the the tricky part is when those expectations, when it's outside of us, it's the weather or what we expect someone else to do or be, that's where we get in trouble. Mm -hmm. And in relation to this book, the fellow and his training, and some of it was sort of martial arts training and things like that, what I really got out of that was about preparedness. So more than expecting that the person is going to do, you know, I did a this and therefore they're going to do a that. It's about letting go of that and really being prepared for whatever takes place. Exactly. To be able to move or change in the flow. And I, as I was reading that, I was thinking about sports as, as a teenager and a young adult, I played some sports and One of the things that my coach used to always say was, you know, get yourself in the ready position, whether that was on the ball diamond when I was, you know, the batter was up and I was getting ready to field a ball or whether you're ready to receive a serve in volleyball or in basketball being ready for whatever's going to happen. And that ready position was about getting my body lower, lowering my center of gravity, you know, really bringing my energy so that it was sort of more compact, being up more on my toes, ready to move whatever direction I needed to move and have whatever limb needed to to move in order to, you know, facilitate whatever sport was going on. To be nimble and quick yeah. and ready to move and in whatever direction that was. Yeah. And rather than assuming that the other, the opponent, oh, well, they're going to hit the ball over there because I watched them the last time they batted or, oh, yeah, that server always serves here or whichever thing. Rather than assuming that and expecting that they're going to do that, to not have those expectations to go, okay, they could anything could happen here. 
how am I going to deal with whatever comes up? I think part of that too was um, a focus and awareness of everything around. So to be in that ready position, crouched and on your toes and ready to move wherever and super attentive on what was going on, not only with the batter, also with the other players mm -hmm, on the field mm -hmm. and what was going on, watching another runner here and there and just to be ready to move and do whatever based on what happened, whatever that was. Yeah. And I think about that in other aspects of life where can I be ready for whatever is going to happen not attached to how it's going to play out. So for example, you and me, if we're having a conversation, I may want to, you know, I expect that we'll have a loving, respectful conversation. And yet if something happens and it goes off the rails, that expectation is only a certain amount of that that I have control over. And to recognize that if I expect that in either A, I haven't communicated that to you, that that's what I would like to see happen. And so I have that unmet expectation. Or B, I haven't really even become conscious myself of, of having that expectation. If something happens and I don't get what it is I'm expecting, then in the past, what I've done is I've allowed that to make me feel kind of less than or I could use some other adjectives that I won't right now. <laughs> and even to the point of anger, you know, and yeah. a lot of couples that we coach with and us and things that have gone on for us and where anger has come up because of those uncommunicated and unmet expectations. Mm -hmm. And because they were out of our control, we weren't prepared for what came up as well. Mm -hmm. So to say, expect nothing and be prepared for anything. There's a part of me that goes, yeah, but <laughs> I want to rally against that. And yet I understand the message. And I guess I'd like to reframe that somewhat to maybe be something like be aware of my expectations or communicate my expectations or maybe even soften it to be intentional and be prepared for anything or something to that effect. Yeah, I think that if they're, if they're communicated then they're, they're even beyond an expectation. It's more than a, a dialogue or a plan or, or something that a goal or whatever you, an outcome mm. that you're aiming for and how you want that to be. My, my thinking about an expectation is when it is out of our control and when it doesn't happen, then we have some form of reaction or disappointment. So your idea of awareness is, is really good. And so the communication part is, is the key to that. And I think then the expectation, if we have communicated it, then we both, it's sort of the desired outcome we want. Mm. Whereas the expectation where is where we've attached some feeling or sense or result if it does or doesn't occur. And so if we can either communicate it or, or else let go, maybe, maybe that's the idea is by communicating, having the honest, open communication about these outcomes and then letting go because life happens, things mm -hmm. change. All of a sudden something comes out of left field or a different direction or the economy or whatever, health, and it's not gonna turn out that way. So if we can let go of what, and not be attached mm -hmm. to what that outcome is going to be. And then we can be ready to move. Yeah. And with that, you, you talked about letting go of the stuff that's outside you. So you do what, what is, is in your control, which was about the awareness piece, becoming aware and communicating it. 
and then releasing to have whatever else happen that's not in your control. The other person, the other events, like you say, the outside stuff. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And for the to be prepared for the positives and the negatives, I think about a first aid course. How many people take first aid courses? And we learn how to do CPR and how to bandage cuts and how to put splints on broken legs and arms. And, and the hope is that we will never, ever in our lives have to use any of that. And chances are, there's a good chance. I mean, I've taken many first aid courses and I've never had to do CPR on somebody. Mm -hmm. And I hope I never will. And yet, if the situation occurred, I can be ready and do it. Yeah. And I think about when you're talking about first aid, that the idea of you think about what are the possible scenarios if if the leg is broken and the bone is protruding or it's not or or you're in a spot where you don't have the resources that you need, your first aid kit isn't right there on your left hip then what else can you use, you know, if you took your shirt off or you something or other. And so what I get out of taking a first aid course is the idea of think about a whole bunch of scenarios. Can I think of all of them? No. However, we can think about a variety. And then what that allows me to do is have confidence that as long as I breathe and stay calm, that I can deal with whatever comes up. And that's what the preparedness does for me, gives me a level of okayness with dealing with whatever situation comes up, knowing I've got some skills. How many couples that we coach, a big part of their preparedness in dealing with things is about what you just said, stopping to breathe? Mm, there's power in that. And that's for me, allows me to just stop and regroup. And it's only a second or two. It's not long. And yet it's an opportunity. And so in relationship, your point is really good for me when I feel myself getting heated to just stop and take that breath and be prepared for whatever comes up and know that I will respond rather than react. Because when we allow those emotions to take hold, our blood gets filled with all of those chemicals that um, have us, our brain shutting down, our vision narrows, we don't hear well, and yet to just stop and take a breath and know that we are prepared and we have some sort of a strategy, a plan of how to deal with whatever comes up mm -hmm. calmly. Yeah. And in, in couples, I think about expectations. I've been there and go there sometimes where I expect certain things of you and I then need to apply the breathing technique to relax myself and realize I've been a little bit unfair. So for example, I may expect that you're going to take some meat out of the freezer for tonight's supper because, you know, we're going to make whatever we've planned. And I haven't necessarily specified when I wanted that out. So sometimes you take it out the night before and sometimes you take it out later. And in truth, I could take it out myself. And yet, you know, the, the expectation is, well, that's Dan's job and he's going to get that out. And if it's not on the counter by nine in the morning, then, you know, my expectation hasn't been met. Although I maybe haven't communicated that to say, you know, that something or other takes a little bit longer to defrost. Would you be okay to grab that at a different time? And when that communication happens, then we can let go of the attachment mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. And it, it's huge. It's huge. And, and in the couples that we work with, that's one of the big pieces that we hear is that 
um, my partner, something or other. And, you know, either I've been telling them and then with that telling, there's an energy of expectation rather than asking or inviting. Or like you talked about having the conversation ahead of time where it really is just a, a civil conversation. We have our Monday morning meeting and say, hey, what are we going to have to eat this week and who's going to take it out? And, and it's already a, it's an agreement rather than an expectation. It's an agreement. And yeah, it's that communication, the planning, the preparing. And, um, and then it makes it all go much more smoothly. We can be nimble and move and flexible and adaptable on the fly mm-hmm. because we sort of know what that outcome is going to be, how we're going to feel, how it's going to work, but then not being attached to it in any way. If something comes up, we can change and adapt, create a new agreement. Mm-hmm. And I think there's power in that right there, the create a new agreement. So back to food. Okay, so I'm going to be cooking supper on such and such a night and I'm in town and my meeting goes a little bit longer than expected. So I may or may not get home in time to cook whatever we've agreed to have. So to be able, as soon as I can, to let you know that I'm feeling challenged, you know, my meeting's going longer. Could we either renegotiate the time or would you be willing to cook supper tonight and I'll do tomorrow's or whatever it takes, but to be able to, again, communicate that and and to ask for support and be okay with change. The way you worded that was really powerful too, where you talked about, you know, phoning and saying, can we, here's what's come up. Can, you know, can we renegotiate? Can we change how this is going to be? It's a, it's a question rather than phoning and saying, here's the deal and me telling you mm. telling me how it's going to be. Yeah, you, you need to cook supper tonight. I'll do tomorrow's. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that wouldn't work all that well, I don't think. <laughs> and I wouldn't feel good about doing handling it that way either. And you wouldn't feel good about receiving that message. And another powerful piece then in that, both in the original agreement and in the renegotiation, is for us to verbally agree that we have a new agreement. So is that an agreement? Yeah. Yeah. And that sounds a little bit stilted and yet it works for us. We've been doing that for years where it's like, okay, yeah, I commit to that. Got it. And I commit to that. Yeah. Got it. The other piece that keeps bopping me is that I am finding by allowing white space, so to speak, in my weekly scheduling to allow room for stuff to change because stuff comes up. And I think about last week, you had your schedule planned out and because of where you are, you had left space in your schedule and I acknowledge you for that. And you had a couple call that were having challenges outside of our regular coaching. And so you stopped what you were doing and you took an hour or an hour and a half with that couple. And I just thought that was so cool. You were able to then you know, have, have your day move. Now, granted, had you had an, another meeting right then, you would have had to say to them, "Can we, I could phone you back in an hour or whatever. However, you'd given yourself the space to deal with things that came up. Last week was a really good example of that nimbleness because I had a dozen or more things that came up, different things that were happening, different people we were working with or I was working with, where it was sort of quote-unquote emergency things that came up that needed to be dealt with right away and and to be able to shift and renegotiate and move and 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 also then to be able to be totally focused on that particular thing at that time and not have all of the other distractions affected. Mm-hmm. And so in relation to expectations, if your expectation is that 
you were going to complete whatever it was you were working on at a certain time, then you might have felt frustrated or angry or disappointed or whatever the emotion would have been for you. It's not me to, up to me to speak to that. However, because you had already made an agreement with yourself to be flexible, flexible and nimble, then you were able to deal with those other things. You still got done with that focus at the time you wanted or you got it done by the end of the week, but it wasn't necessarily at a prescribed time. And that's one of the beauties of you know us having our weekly meetings is that we're able to lay out those things, what our schedules are going to be and communicate about them so that we have sort of planned what our outcomes are rather than expectations. And, and then we're prepared for whatever happens to come up. For me, it helps me to feel more confident and focused and agile and nimble and and energized as well. Mm-hmm. Another part of the, I think the expectations is when we have those expectations of our partner or something else, there's, especially when we're dealing with people, there's always an underlying message as well. So, you know, the, the, those expectations oftentimes have an attachment to, uh, you know, if, if you do this, that means something about our relationship. Kind of like, um, you know, if we talk about the meal planning, for an example, and or preparation of the meals, if we've communicated about it, the underlying message is that we love and care about each other and we want the best for, for us. When there's the attachment to the unmet expectations, the underlying message can be, you know, if I'm expecting something but we haven't really talked about it, and yet what, when it doesn't come true, then I may feel that you just don't care about me or that the, right. the love's not there. And I think that's where the attachments um, can be very dangerous. And I think about those. I've been there and still fall into that on occasion. And for me, that's about my past coming forward and, and not being willing to share with you out of fear of rejection or uh, feeling less than or something. So I maybe haven't communicated initially about what it is that I would like to see happen. And then unfortunately, because I haven't communicated it, I still get what the thing I was afraid of was, you know, I'm, if I'm afraid that I'm going to feel that you don't care about me, so I don't share something initially, and then I just let stuff kind of happen. And then I'm still feeling like you don't care about me later, because how did you know what to do or what, you know, what I was expecting? I guess you got what you were focusing it's on. A fun, that, right? Yeah, funny contradiction, isn't it? <laughs> it sure is. So really, the whole point, I guess, is that we need to be aware of these expectations and our attachments to them and then somehow be able to communicate and to come up with new agreements and mm-hmm. figure out a way to deal with all this stuff so that we don't have those expectations that can be unmet. Yeah, and I was just thinking about our, our move that's coming up into our, our off-grid home. And we've had quite a number of days where we've had less amounts of of solar activity. It's been cloudy and snowy and foggy and that kind of stuff. I was thinking about how it will support me going forward to not have expectations about when I do, say, a load of laundry. Because if I always do laundry on Mondays, which I don't, but if I did, 
and Monday happened to be a day that there wasn't as much solar activity, then I might feel frustrated or disappointed or whatever because that load of laundry didn't happen on that particular day at that particular time. So I'm just thinking about how this this whole principle can support me in other aspects of my life, whether it be you know our home going forward or I'm thinking about <clears throat> in community with other people, other volunteers, in business situations where it's with other people that we work with that things don't always go the way we have anticipated. And if I allow it to be an expectation, then it really can cause some challenges in those relationships. I think those expectations are like a, a thorn that we, they stick into us, they grab us, they hold us, um, they imprison us really mm. sometimes. And, and yet to be able to be aware of them and to communicate with about them and to let go of the attachment to pull the thorn out and let it drop. Um, it can be very freeing as mm. well. So I think, think some of the really key parts is that, and you've talked about this, is to be super aware of where I have expectations of something outside of myself and to really get clear on what those are and what they really mean to me and how important they are. And what's my part in that, mm -hmm. you know, in, in whatever it is that's going to take place. And if they are very, very important, then to be have the ability and the willingness to communicate about them with mm -hmm. whomever or whatever it is. You know, we can't control the weather. However, if it's someone else, whether it's you or, you know, a contractor or a, somebody else, we can be in control of having the conversation about it so that we can come up with some sort of an agreement of the way it's going to come about. Yeah, an invitation for the other person to move forward on whatever it is together. And then accountability is a key piece too for me to take ownership for my thoughts, my words, my actions, my results, my feelings as well. Because that all has an effect as well. And that's a big part in this that, and then I, I, I jumped in with, you know, knowing what's my part. And that really is the accountability is that there's only a certain amount that's mine to own. And yet, because there's a certain amount that's mine to own, then I have absolute control, responsibility. That's where my energy could go that I really can put in that preparedness part there. Mm -hmm. And by having that being prepared, then we don't end up feeling like a victim when something outside mm. of us changes the plan. Yeah. And as you said that, I took a big breath because it's like, oh yeah, that's where I need to remember to not step into that. <laughs> <laughs> or if I do step into it to stop and to take that breath. And so the preparedness piece, I think, is also about asking self, and in our, our case, you and I, to have conversations. Is this re this is what we want? So is it realistic? Mm. And then, as you've said earlier, to allow some room for contingencies or white space or other things may happen, and how do we bend and move with those things? And I've become really aware of that as we have somebody building a house for us and. 
not only are, you know, he's got his own whatever's going on in his life where he can work where he can't. He's got other projects. There's also been the whole thing going on in our world right now in the economy where you order something and, you know, normally that's available. You know, it's a bathtub. What do you think? Well, no, it's going to take six weeks or two months or six months to get here. And it's like, oh, <laughs> I hadn't really thought about that. So an opportunity for that nimbleness, that okayness there, that, that this is, it's, it's like a surrender. This is what's come up and okay, well, here's where we are now. Now what? And to believe that the best will happen somewhere down the line. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And that communication and coming up with those conscious, clear agreements, especially when it's, uh, um, you know, you and I or, or somebody else, a project we're working on, to have that clear, conscious, uh, con clear, conscious communication and coming up with agreements that we can hold to and mm -hmm. then being willing to renegotiate when something comes up. And that's where the power lies, I think. I, I really think that it's powerful and the, the whole idea of the, the desired outcome then is that, you know, we have clarity, we have focus. What else? Nimbleness, agility, mm -hmm. probably energized. Yeah, and, and an okayness with my part in it that I've done what I can. And with that comes, I think, forgiveness of myself and others. If it doesn't go exactly according to what I'd thought, okay, well, let's forgive that and let's let's just from this spot make our new plans or our new conscious expectations. And I don't think it's at all about lowering the bar or giving in to, oh well, doesn't matter anyway. I think it's always about that striving to do, to be more, to have greater outcomes and, and yet to be willing to move and bend no matter what happens. Well, and back to the story, for that gentleman, it wasn't at all about lowering the bar. It allowed him to perform that much at that much higher level of efficiency and effectiveness in all aspects of his life because of that focus that you'd talked about and the bigger perspective, you know, taking my blinders off and seeing farther afield and all those things is really, really huge. Hmm. And as I, I remember a couple that we were coaching with and they worked through a kind of a strategy of letting go of the attachments and and uh, being ready and and her comment was i'm confident i got this yeah yeah real power in that uh, i think so yeah so really the the steps then i think are it's about the awareness and the intention it's about the honest open communication and and then the preparedness in doing what needs to be done and being willing to change with the flow and you've talked about having those conversations with your partner and that's really where it begins and yet I know there were times in our relationship where I wasn't ready or didn't feel safe, not physically of you, however, emotionally and mentally. And I didn't feel that I could share of myself in that way. And one of the things that many couples have said to us is that through the coaching process, there's an opportunity to have sort of a safe space created by quote unquote third party that holds that space for them to have those conversations. So for people who don't have that in their lives, reaching out to someone else like us or perhaps some um, pastor or a minister type person, you know, the, the clergy or getting counseling or 
different people, maybe a really trusted friend or colleague that, you know, the conversation isn't going to go anywhere else. Sometimes reaching out to someone to support that, those dialogues can be really helpful. To have them safe and with an intention of better, more. Yeah, mm. yeah. And coming up with ways to deal with these things that are hard to talk about mm-hmm. sometimes. And again, that okayness with the baby steps, things aren't going to change overnight. And so we have had many years of expecting things to be a certain way based on whatever our life has been. And so to become aware of those expectations. And when I fall into that again, or if the person does, an opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to breathe and forgive and let's start over because I really want something different and I'm going to get in that ready position and and act from that space instead. Hmm. Powerful way to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's just a fun to think about what life can be when you and I and others have really communicated well about some of those expectations or desires or outcomes and become clear on where we're moving, how we want our relationship to be, and and to then be really creating that and be put in place the plans, the strategies, uh, to be prepared for whatever comes, knowing exactly where we're going and how we're going to think and feel and be those outcomes that we're going to get as a result. I think it, I just imagine what it'll be like. Hmm. And life is like that. 